You know what I want to rename? What do you want to rename, Rich? Inbox. Why? I want to call it in bag. In bag. Or mail bag. Or mail bag. Oh, I see. Oh, because we're doing a mail bag episode. Yeah. Hey, I didn't see anything in my bag. You open up. Did you put uh, something in my bag? No, I get it. I get it. You open up your Apple Mail Eudora client and uh, it says mailbag. That's nice. That's nice. In bag zero. You know the nice thing about a mailbag? You achieved in bag zero? (laughs) Mailbag zero. Um, Oh, I have also another idea. You can call the trash scumbag. Uh, No, don't do that. Do you know the uh, actual origin of the term scumbag? I don't. I want to hear it, it, though. It's used condom. Oh, I, I know that. Oh, okay. I know that, Paul. No, I know that. Oh, okay. Well, okay. There, well there we're we can go. keep this in because it's 2023 and we're turning a corner. <laughs> no, it's okay. Everybody's kind of like, everybody's done with us, right? Like, well, look at these two not, scumbags. <laughs> yeah, we're not on the chopping block anymore. They're just like, all right, give us your advice. So look, okay, <laughs> we're, we're being elliptical here. Let me play the theme song because we actually do have a great mailbag message. And let's do uh, it. somebody asking for straight up advice. We're going to give it to him. Uh, let's go. Okay. Okay. Advisors. All right, Rich. So I, I know. Give this, of person this person a name, Paul. Humanize this person for me. Give this person a name. Um, Stewie. Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to do like Jeff anymore. I'm tired of Jeff. Um, no, yeah. Uh, Fred. Okay. All right. So That's Fred, really gets... quite a leap there from Jeff to Fred. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> my, my brain is slowly atrophying as I get older. I can make the smaller, <laughs> smaller jumps. Yeah. And also, frankly, again, 2023. Every yeah. possible name is a huge risk, except for like really bland Anglo names. Then I can get away you know, with that. You know what was blue? I watched Banshees of Inishirin last night. Oh yeah, how is it? How's that movie? Uh, it's not. It's not a feel-good Christmas film. I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, uh, but the names blew my mind. It's like old Irish names, and it's like oh, Colm Irish. Salm Larry. <laughs> Utterly, like, with no spaces. <laughs> it is the least pronounceable. Because you see Irish people. I'm Irish. And you when you yeah. meet people from Ireland, you're like, oh, you yeah. you look like yeah. a a Greg. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Now there's right. gonna be so many vowels. You're gonna be driving through the O's and around the I's to get to the end yeah. of that name. Let's let's give this uh let's actually um Well let me be let me, let me ask you. Shiv yeah, Shiv is, okay, the, so is Shiv. the interviewee. Shiv yeah, is the watching, interviewee with a hat watching tip to success. succession. All right, so Shiv, yep. Shiv, is, she gets yep. in touch. And she says, "Hey, hey there, advisors." Shiv works uh-huh. in data science. Okay. okay, data science, pretty senior, has an advanced degree, cool. smart person. Okay, and okay. Shiv says, "I'm in the middle of a series of interviews, and I've done everything wrong, short of using a racial slur in the first two. How do you prepare okay. for interviews, and how do you course correct in the middle?" And I'm like, okay, mm. wait, give me in a sense of the mistakes. Okay. And so mistakes mm-hmm. were made. Biggest unforced error, Paul, is that I had one interview on Thursday, technical. I got the tone mm. wrong. I was going for friendly. 
Counterparty was there for gladiatorial combat. Then I got nervous Thursday night, couldn't sleep, panicked myself awake for hours, and was wrecked the next day, which led to poor performance in the coding exercise, which I usually am really strong at. And basically, I just panicked myself into worse and worse outcomes. Pretty amazing. This is an adult, but this is someone who's been around for a while. Ironically, mm-hmm. Shiv says, I think I did better on the leadership interview uh, because I ran out of, I, I, I stopped caring. I ran out of, we don't swear on this podcast. Uh, we don't use the F word anymore. So I ran out of Fs, mm. who I feel mm-hmm. like a 13-year-old, uh, and was just yapping. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so. Give your reactions to that. I, I will we'll switch. I'll stop being that person. Okay. So this is someone who, let me just summarize. Senior in their career, out to get another job. And uh, yep. she goes, does the interview, and it just, uh, it just goes, it seems to all go wrong. Can't get the tone right. Lots of, lots of stuff going on. And just like, just doesn't seem to be able to get control of the process. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I want to step out of the interview room for a minute just to give people kind of a sense of of what's going. On. I've interviewed I've interviewed people probably two hundred times more than I've been interviewed myself. Like I've interviewed maybe five hundred people in my career. I've gone on like six interviews. I think I walked out on three of them. I'm not a great interviewee, <laughs> generally speaking. Let's just get that out of the way. So the advantage of talking about this here is that. It's worth thinking about the moments and the days before the interview for the other side and where they are and who they are and oh, what you mean for the person through. who's doing the hiring for the the interviewer. Exactly. Exactly. You rarely interview with the CEO. You're always interviewing with someone who is themselves on, in an environment and are a product of a culture where they are worrying about power dynamics with, which have them at a disadvantage, right? Um, okay. So they, they're coming into that room in a particular setting. Now, look, in the very beginning, it sounds like the person was trying to come in warm and friendly. And I think you said, she, she said it was gladiatorial battle, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, really pro, look, I was, I, I can fully admit this. I am a very, very tough interview. Like I'm a really tough interview. Gladiatorial combat probably shouldn't worry you. The you and I, if if someone has done tons and tons of interviews, you and I did tons and tons of interviews, then you actually get really polite and formal and structured. You are a very tough interview, but often the person on the other side didn't know that they were being grilled. It's a series of questions, right? If if you're finding, look, let me put a warning signal out. We don't, I, I, I'm consciously trying to do this. I know people are anxious in an interview process. Don't disrespect the person. Don't flex. Don't show your power over them. Obviously, there's a power, a terrible power imbalance in that moment, right? But can you ask tough questions? And yeah, it's an uncomfortable moment when the person clearly has been cornered and really doesn't know what to say next. I actually often give them an out. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, let's move on to this other thing. It's, it's a rough, rough setting. You can have a tough interview without making someone feel terrible. If you're talking to someone senior and it's going pretty well and suddenly they're like, Hey, it says here that you have a couple cats or where, you know, where'd you, um, do you ever yeah, go to, to, give the, you a soft to, to Lake Geneva? 
<laughs> that's yeah. how you know it's over. It's not, yeah. I, it's not that yeah. they're going to like cut you. They're going to start just sort of chatting because you got to use the time up. God forbid an interview ever end early. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's tough. Right. And so, I, you know, the, one of the questions I would ask Shiv is, did it go gladiatorial because they're mean? Or, and, and they love to show power and they, they're enjoying themselves? Or is it going gladiatorial because they're truly trying to understand what you're about and there's still respect in the room and, 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 and um, uh, an appreciation for you to come in and do the conversation? It can Look, still be I, hard I feel, and not be terrible. I also just feel that is a typical type of engineering-focused interview. There is a, a personality mm -hmm. profile yeah. that yeah. gets rewarded in that culture where it's just like, I'm going to ask the tough questions. You're not going to be able to worry out of anything. And that person it gets sent in to do the interview. Yeah. You know, I think, I think people view interviews like, you know, in a very binary way, did I get the job or did I not? Right. Right. And, and, and what did, you know, what, when someone asks for advice about an interview, you know, it, there, it presupposes that there is a like airtight formula to get you through to the job offer. And there just isn't right? like, there's, so many components to it, so many factors in play. Um, they, you may do great, and the person after you might be like a one in a thousand rock star, and they mm -hmm. have a tough decision to make. Like we've been in that situation. Like man, those are three great candidates, but we've got budget for one, and right? It's also like, just, and we got it's risk reduction, right? Like we would we would bias. We were especially as an agency, you bias direct ability to communicate to clients over some incredibly strong technical skills sometimes absolutely Good. now look I, let's yeah. go back to something you were you were saying something earlier about like let's get into their heads a couple days yeah. before the interview right so and there's a power differential they've got their own bosses the interviewers are living their own lives where were you going with that uh where i was going with that and is uh to effectively, you ever see on Google Maps when it can't really tell where you are, it sort of draws a big circle and says, I yeah. think you're in this area or in like find my friends or whatever. Like it can't you ever see fully it too? I love when it tries to get you out of a parking lot and it's just, it's, it's forgotten everything about reality. You just, it doesn't know which way to go, where it oh, is. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I've circled the Price Chopper parking lot here upstate in upstate New York seven times before I found the exit. It's, Absolutely. It's not just that. It's basically, what I love is it falls back to cardinal directions. So you're like in Price Chopper and, it, <laughs> and you're like, I want to go to the bookstore. And it's like, go north as if yeah. you were just Through discovering the this country. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. look for bear. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm getting at here, look, it's all very quantitative. There's pattern matching to get you the interview. You got the interview. You have mm -hmm. some skills and you have some experience that made, made it worthwhile for you to come in. They know more about you than you know about them, meaning the interviewers. You know about the company, but you really don't know what you're going into, right? You don't have a good, you don't have good intelligence yet. They have very good intelligence. You don't ask an interviewer for their resume. Yeah. Correct. All right. You're at, you, they have yours. And so they have a backstory. They have like, they have essentially, they've triangulated already on you and you have done none of that. And so the first thing you should do when you get in there is I, I like to, I, I like it when an interviewee asks around for a minute, like, so mm -hmm. how long basic stuff, just so you can sort of draw that circle on the geography in the geography. So you can, you're not going to pinpoint exactly what the heck's going on. But put me in the neighborhood. 
How long have you been in this I, space? Wow, you guys grew I, I pretty fast, right. it looks like. That Here's is, that I starts think what's tricky to paint for people, a picture. Though. Here's what's hard for people. What's hard for people is actually setting up that conversation. So let me give you a strategy. Because you go in and it's, it's usually it's moving along pretty quick or like somebody's like leaving the room and another person's coming in the room and so on. Mm -hmm. So you literally look at them and go, make eye contact and say, I am fully prepared for all kinds of you know, gladiatorial combat or like I'm ready to be grilled, mm -hmm. but do me a favor. I just want to get my bearings. How long have you been here? Right? Like just because they're yeah. going to come in and they kind of don't want to interview you. Nobody likes to interview. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. Yeah. They, they've already made decisions. Now they're, you know, they don't they have other things to do. Nobody's a full-time interviewer. Form. You have to fill out a form afterwards. You got to give people ratings with smiley faces. It's <laughs> horrible. Right. And yeah. so like, they're already like, they kind of just don't want to see you. And so if you come in and you say, and you basically imply, look, this is going to be a human conversation, even if the outcome isn't great. And I'm ready for that because I'm part of that. That actually, it's not just you saying like, okay, let's, let's balance this out and I'm going to learn some stuff and so on. That is actually you auditioning for the role of person they want to spend time with every day for the next five years. I mean, obviously, you should feel relaxed. You should, um, you know, this. these are classic sort of, if the posture seems desperate, it doesn't help you, even though it's an, and that's tough to say to anybody who's in an anxious situation, they may need the job. This is human nature and human dynamics here, unfortunately. By the way, if you seem too relaxed, we've had some people who couldn't believe they gave us the gift of their time for 30 minutes in an interview. <laughs> well, like they, we've they, had that. They've got the wrong lesson, right? So I, I think people do, they, I mean, look, it's been a long 10 years. There were moments where there just weren't that many product managers to go around, right? And so that you could mm -hmm. walk and, and the, the memo yeah. was go on in and tell them how valuable you, you, you are. Yeah. Cause then, you know, yeah. and then you decide if you want to work there or not. There's some yeah. truth in that, but when we get that yeah. attitude, you'd be like, all right, well, like, go, go work at Facebook. God bless. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be happy with us. I, I will say something else. Shiv gave a clue about, you know, she couldn't sleep the night, you know, it was two days of interviews, which by the way, that's a good sign. They called you back. They could have easily said, yeah. sorry, we'll, like, we'll be in touch. Well, they called you back. And, you know, she said that the second day she did, she cared a lot less and was more relaxed because she's like, okay, it's hopeless now. So why don't I just be myself? Here's the advice I would give anyone that feels like it might be going down or if they're on a sec like you can share what's going on you say look i really like this place i'd love to be a part of this i was i just didn't get much sleep last night i was thinking a lot about it and and not be my sharpest okay that sounds like oh my god is this person fall apart but let me tell you that is a wonderful test for them because if they're jerks and mm -hmm. they're like oh boy uh, who wants to deal with this you're, you're actually humanizing yourself a little bit. And believe me, nobody is at the top of the hill. Very few people are, right? And they may connect to that. They may say, okay, let's talk oh, about that. You don't they're gonna know. They're going to say, I get it. I was really anxious before I you know, got this job too. Exactly, exactly. And you know, the place is- It is important too, related to that. It's actually what you do. The, the Judah move there is you can use that to communicate enthusiasm. Like, I'm actually, I've just been thinking about it. You know, there's a lot to do here. It'd be really cool to talk about what we're going to be doing every day because that's really what I'm thinking about. 
you know how to interview. You've done a lot of it. You've done very little interviewing. Okay, fine. But the reality is we used to sell services to enter enterprises. And mm-hmm. what's the secret to selling services to enterprises? I'm not, I don't want to set you up and, and go through Q and a, so I'll give you the answer. Talking to lots and lots of enterprises. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the critical thing is that you talk to multiple companies or that you do, at at which point you start to pick up the vibes and you figure out where you fit. And that's okay. That's a process. The first interview is rarely good. And in fact, what would happen, I I would see this would happen with people all the time. They'd be like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to quit this job. And then I want to come interview with you because I think that I want to come work for your company. I'm like, that's great. But I think you should. And it was a really weird thing because even if I was enthusiastic about them, I'd be like, you know, you should probably talk to five or six companies and figure out what's right for you. Because invariably, if once or twice people would come over and in about six months, they would kind of burn out because they, mm-hmm. they, they hadn't figured out what they really wanted. They were looking for an easy out. Yeah. I mean, if you're hanging it on one conversation that you want to, like you're coming up and you're just going to swing for the fences, that's, you're already not in a great state. You've put all your chips in one, like you got to get out there. You're doing yourself and, a disservice. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Look, and, and look, we have to acknowledge that you, I think you know, the job market's getting a little tougher out there. A lot of technical people have been let go. I, I don't know that. I don't know the macro picture, but tens of thousands of people that are very skilled in technology are been sent home over the last three months, five months, six months. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, you can't help but feel anxious about the outcome if you really need that job, right? And, and you know, the interviews aren't pouring in like they used to. I think that's happening in the world, and I want to I want to sympathize with that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads to my, my, my kind of my final point here is, um, and this is going to sound kind of Zen and corny, but I think it's really important. Um, you, there, you have very little control here. Embrace that. You may absolutely nail it and they may waffle for a dozen other reasons. And once you embrace the fact that you just don't have total control, your whole posture, your demeanor, everything will start to be different. And I know that's not easy to do, but if oh, yeah, I told no. you when there's I an think exact you, template. I, I, think of you, I think of you as someone who's really good at giving up control. Just your number one quality in life. It, it's my fatal flaw. <laughs> and it's something, you know, I have to kind of work on for the next 300 years. Oh, my fatal right? flaw. I mean, it's, it's hilarious because I'm the opposite, right? I'm like, oh, you want control? Absolutely. You should have it. And, and, and they'll be like, I was just trying to sell you a pretzel. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. This is your house now. Um, think about talking to your friend afterwards. How do you think you did? I think I did the best I could. I, I liked the, the response in the room, but we'll see. That is, if you think about that conversation before you go into the interview, you're already starting to embrace the fact that you control about 20% of this whole thing. You just do, right? It's real. I I think also just you and I had so many, literally hundreds of interactions where people rejected us over the last 10 years. And that, so that the idea of rejection is, 
it's, it's very comforting. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, we, we've talked to people, we've talked to tons of VCs about our startup. We've talked to tons of people about all kinds of things and they frequently say no. Most likely they say nothing. Um, and if you take that personally, you're actually just kind of wasting your own time. They're just where they're at. And so, yeah, you do the best you can. You tell your friend about it. You, you're allowed to feel a sense of mid-level resentment towards an organization that doesn't hire you for the rest of your life. You really are. So enjoy no, that. I say hate them all you want. I mean, uh, to yeah. me, and maybe this is unhealthy and probably shouldn't fall under, you know, the advisor's uh, banner, but um, rejection, doubt, um, unsolicited advice from people who don't want anything to do with you because they don't think you have it right is probably the single most motivating thing in my life. Like more than like, you can do it, Rich. I believe in you, uh, which is exactly the wrong way to be. Let me get that out of the way. That was an anti-advice thing. Oh, no, no. Um, let's be honest. And that, that's, let, let's be clear here, Richard. That motivates everybody. Nothing is more motivating than the doubt yeah. of others. Yeah. Um, there's a great line from a Moderat song. I love Moderat. Good, that sticks in my good. head, especially no after I had a bad phone call or somebody was like, there's nothing worse. I'm going to sound arrogant for one lousy second. Can I do that? Absolutely. Or maybe have, okay. There's nothing worse than getting advice from dumb people. You know who loves to give advice, Rich? People who probably shouldn't be giving advice. Exactly. And, and it's just sounded arrogant. Now you unsubscribe from the podcast, whatever. The line from the Moderat song is, burning bridges light my way. Yeah, yeah, that's a good feeling, right? Like, just poof. Um, um, hang in there, Shiv. You did good. You cared. Hopefully they saw that you cared about the opportunity and you really wanted it. And that's a good thing. Not because you're greedy or you want more money, but because you wanted to connect to them. And if they see know, that, then that's a good I, place. I respect this person because they are trying to professionalize how they're interacting with these companies, right? Like they're, they're, they're doing the best they can here to be a good advocate for themselves, but also do well in this part of the process. And this look, sounds like a decent person, by the way, no, like they, there's a lot of arrogance in this world. And this sounded like I could, this sounds like the kind of person that's going to care about their job if they get it right. And hopefully the other side, done, right? Hopefully the other side sees that, right? And doesn't actually minimize it or make them feel terrible about it just because they're in a power position. Um, uh, and so well, hang in there. Pause. You know what? If that's the case, that's really good information to get before you take the job. Exactly. Exactly. You can be, and we started the podcast with this and we can end it with this. You can have a tough conversation and pe people still be respectful and kind because that's going to be, you're going to go live with them. If you get that job offer and you take it, you're going to, probably spend more time with them than with your family. Like that's reality. Yeah. And so find that out. Look, and, and just to set the standard, I remember once we had an interview with a person who was, they were like almost talking about squirrels. And then they asked us if they had the job and they wanted to like run the company. Like we had a few where people were not well and we still yeah. would find that hour and you'd listen respectfully and you'd take notes and then you'd be like, okay, not for us. Good luck. So yeah. people yeah. should be and, polite. And, and also actually cut them this, a cut response. this. We were, we were in a good place to end pause. We were in a good place to end. So, okay. well, rich, I, All right. think... I hope this is helpful. There is no silver bullet. I think we gave some 
directional advice, maybe not. Well, this is why do we feel comfortable advising? Because between the two of us, we've probably done, you know, 700 interviews. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and look, be be wary of the like 10 steps to nail the interview, like, you know, the Twitter thread, the, the listicle on the. Oh, there's nothing. There's no resume magic. There's no, you can't become a different person. It just is what it is. Go in, present yourself well. Um, Shiv, best of luck. Godspeed to you. Um, Yeah, keep in touch. Hang in there. Yeah. Um, Ziadiford.com. There was a Reddit thread that said, what podcast should I listen to? And I went in and wrote Ziadiford.com. Did you really? Whatever. Sue me. Okay, cool. I don't care. It was all like drunk history and all the same podcast from 10 years ago. Give it um, so like, yeah, Reddit. Com. That's that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, really I like Reddit. Uh, yeah, I, I use I use a, you know, Reddit for AV exchange. Sue me. You can't. Uh, anyway, Reddit. all right, Paul. Have a lovely week, everyone. Hit us up at hello at ziadiford.com. We're enjoying the mailbag. We're gonna stay at mailbag zero until you and you guys just keep filling it up. Um, mailbag zero. <laughs> have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.